Welcome to Surviving the Waiting Room podcast, where we challenge the status quo in order to help you show up for yourself as much as for your family. I believe that when we're honest with ourselves and brave enough to try, when we see our needs as important as our families, we are no longer stuck in a life that is one big waiting room. I'm your host, Maura Cleary. I'm a practical, realist, professionally certified life coach, a mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two beautiful, smart, funny daughters with over 14 chronic conditions. Through this podcast, I'll offer tools, resources, and encouragement to help you reclaim the space and time to be you again, so that you can thrive as an individual and a mom. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to Surviving the Waiting Room. I am so excited that you've tuned in today, and I'm hoping this topic if you do relate to it, that you feel not so alone, and if you're like, well, yeah, of course, then maybe it just gives you some insight into how other people um, are thinking about the categories that their children fall under, okay? So this is actually not a conversation that I would even thought I'd have today. In fact, I had something completely different scheduled to talk to you about, but when something just feels like it needs to be said, then I kind of change things around and I just talk about it. So um, today, it's been actually weighing on me for ages. Um, Even in the communities, I can hear other parents kind of like, ah, waffle back and forth, like, is this or is it that? The struggle comes when your kids, you don't see your kids under the umbrella of special needs. So let me go back to the beginning a little bit, just so you can see kind of where I'm coming from. So when these mysterious symptoms started appearing, um, they weren't really cognitive. Uh, They were just strange. There was a lot of them. And they were mostly physical. So um, if you could think of breaks and pulls and tears uh, and then different internal uh, struggles that they would have. So I didn't think of it as, you know, a special needs child. I thought of it that my child had special needs. Um, You know what I mean? That is just one is how people are like viewing the whole and one is just just the actual fact of the matter. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a very uh, practical person. So when I think of things, I don't necessarily always think of the broader stroke. I think of the practical, um, tangible things. So to me, my daughter had special needs, but wasn't a special needs child. Yeah. So I finally just decided to give up on that whole concept and I tried out challenging needs, I tried out extraordinary needs, and then I just decided to be, you know, practical about it and just call them medical needs. And that's where I was. I didn't really see this as a label or a box, but it was just so much easier when I talked to people. Like, if I said challenging needs, they would be really confused and say, like, well, what do you mean by that? But if I say they have medical needs, they're like, oh, clear as day, I know exactly, you know, where you're coming from now. But over the last year or so, you know, as I've dived into this community more and more and kind of gone through 
this metamorphosis of being in the muck to being able to help people get out of the muck, I've done a lot of reading and a lot of listening to actually other podcasts who are just awesome. And I came to realize that, in fact, my daughters do, after all these years, um, probably sooner, fell into that, that larger umbrella of special needs kids. So those words still make me feel really uncomfortable because when I hear them, I think of those special needs programs in the schools, the, you know, the severity of the children, the profound special needs that they have. And my kids are on the other end of the spectrum. They struggle with their conditions, but nobody outside of our family would know about it. In fact, when I say our family, I mean like my husband and my two daughters. That's it. So our extended family really doesn't see it. Our friends don't see it. It's, it's on a rare occasion that they would notice anything that would make them pause and be curious. So on the other hand, um, people in my condition groups, so when I say condition, I mean like, what, what's your daughter's condition like? So is it a medical condition or is it this or that? However they're diagnosed. Um, I'm in a lot of them. And someday I will disclose all of my daughter's conditions, but for right now, for privacy reasons, we are just sticking with the fact that they have a lot of them. <laughs> um, anyway, so one of uh, the people in the group posted a really good, very accurate meme about the struggles of a special needs parent. And it was, it was just a good one. And somebody responded underneath it saying, you do know that we fall in that category too, right? And there was just this awkward silence. And in that moment, I realized I'm not the only one that struggles with this um, label, I guess. I, I hate the idea of a label, but it just helps. Um, so I'm not the only one that struggles with it. So again, I found myself reading more, reflecting and asking questions. You know, like, what is my big issue with this word, with these words? And the idea is that I don't want to insult people that have kids with these profound uh, challenges and needs, uh, nor do I want to be called out that I actually don't fall inside that club, even though I do, right? Um, it's, it's that feeling of being part of something, but wanting to know that you actually do belong inside that group. So the problem really came for me and I, I decided to go back and look like, where did it even start? Um, clearly I like asking myself questions. <laughs> um, and it came because the, the first time I read like what special needs was with the Oxford dictionary. And this is it in the context of school children, a particular educational requirements resulting from learning difficulties, physical disability or emotional and behavioral difficulties. Well, my daughters may struggle learning, but they get good grades. And there are times that they're physically incapable of functioning, but it isn't constant. And as far as emotional and behavioral, except for the occasional panic attack, they're pretty typical. Um, so even in school when they had an IEP for little things uh, to be put in place for their conditions, special needs was never really brought up. And then as I got older, the accommodations really just fell under 504, 
which in fact, I don't really care like what they're called as long as my kids were getting the accommodations that they need inside a school. Um, but then recently, now that everything's in place, of course, I talked to an IEP specialist and she explained that when your kid has medical conditions, it's really tough to do the accommodations in school because they don't fit easily into these boxes that teachers have been taught about or counselors have been taught about because there's so many different varieties of medical conditions that they just can't possibly um, comprehend what accommodations would be best suited for your child and which ones that they are willing to um, to talk about I guess I don't I don't really know the whole scheme about that I'm not even gonna pretend that I even know I just know that it took a long time but my daughters have everything that they need to succeed the best to their ability in school right now and I am just ever so grateful for that um, so then after this crazy meme, I decided to, you know, look up special needs one more time. And I actually found a really good article from Very Well Family. The title of it is What Does Special Needs Mean? And I'll put a, a link in the show notes so that you can, you can look, look at it and read it. But they talk about everything from the mild to profound, the variety of conditions that fall into this really just a catch-all umbrella. Uh, it gave me actually a lot of comfort and I loved it that it just explained things in layman's terms, in ordinary language, so that I wasn't dissecting and guessing what it was. So now that I know that there's this broader umbrella with all the spokes in the system, I can actually follow that logic. You know, the practical person in me can follow it. I'm like, okay, so it's this goes to here. So we're all under this bigger umbrella and then we all have our own spokes of, you know, disabilities and abilities and, and so forth. Um, for instance, now I see that I'm a mom of special needs children, but specifically ones that have medical and cognitive conditions which is still a large umbrella of special needs and I'll probably always focus just on the areas specific to my family but it's nice to know that we're just we're part of a whole if you're struggling with the term special needs I hope this has helped you and if you are on the other end of the spectrum and saying like there has never been a doubt in my mind um, I hope this has given you a glimpse into my world and the world that may just be on the opposite end of the spectrum that you are at. Um, I've also, <laughs> before I let you go, I do know, because I've done a lot of reading, that in the world that we're in now, where we are getting more accurate with our vocabulary, I do know that the term special needs is going away. So, you know, don't worry. I know this whole podcast today was about that, but I am aware, but I also know that we're in transition. So not everybody is going to be seeing the, the um, person with disabilities or, you know, whatever the medical condition is. I do know that. Um, but again, we're in that change. We're in that flux of special needs going away and disabilities coming up. So uh, that will probably be another podcast, another point in time, because there are so many 
more accurate terms that are out there that I don't understand yet. I don't have them to use yet. And I would love not only to be able to share them with people just so that we have just a list of them, but also become more comfortable in using them myself. Because I do know that a few of them are probably part of, that should be part of my vocabulary at this point in time. Um, I just haven't gone searching for the correct words to define uh, what they have. So I hope you have a fantastic day and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me at Surviving the Waiting Room. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button so you're sure to hear more tips, tricks, and tools. And don't forget to stop waiting for life to give you space and go get it.